This is Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel of Milford in Milford, Pennsylvania. flesh has been killing us day by day. The flesh has given us nothing good. And so we have no obligation to the flesh. And since we have no obligation to the flesh, we do not have to live according to the flesh. No longer. Do we sin as Christians? Absolutely. We blow it all the time. But the thing is, we don't practice sin. Perhaps one of the biggest struggles we face as believers is in recognizing that we are truly set free from sin. As born-again believers who have been baptized in the Spirit, we're no longer debtors or slaves to the flesh, which reaps corruption and death. In today's message, Pastor Eddie helps us to better understand just what it means to be freed from the sinful nature of our flesh. In our study, we learn that by the baptism, empowering, and protection of God's Spirit, we're no longer slaves to sin. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie in Romans chapter 8 for today's edition of Running the Race. study this morning from verses 12 to 17. We will continue chapter 8 and we'll see that the Holy Spirit has us. The Holy Spirit is in us, but we'll see that the Holy Spirit has us in verses 12 to 17. Now, I think it's important for us to understand the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And this is where a lot of Christians lack because of teaching, doctrine, not understanding the, the, the third person in the triune God. Not understanding how the Holy Spirit works. And if you've been with us in our study of the book of Acts, you've probably been through this study already. You know, for the sake of this study, for the sake of the remainder of chapter 8, for the sake of those that have not been here, it's good for us to look at the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And the, the work of the Holy Spirit and the ministry described to us in Scripture by three Greek prepositions. Three Greek Greek prepositions. The first one is is the Holy Spirit is found is in the Greek word para. Para. P-A-R-A. It's our English word with or to be alongside. Well, we get the word parallel, like parallel parking. Well, we get the word paralegal. Well, we get the word paramedic. That power is with, and so the Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit was with you when before your BC days, before Christ, before you accepted Jesus Christ, you were a sinner. What led you to the cross? The Holy Spirit, the work in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He was power. He was alongside you. He led you to the cross. He told you, listen, you have an empty void in your heart that can only be filled by Jesus. You're looking for hope, but it only could come from Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit, that's how he works. He works, he first begins by working alongside power. Power. And just looking at, you know, we were dead in our trespass. We were dead. We were dying. We were just living by a string. We were close to death, dying physically to die eternal damnation. But we needed the paracletos, the Holy Spirit. We needed, spiritually speaking, a paramedic. 
We needed Jesus. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. It worked alongside us. It works alongside all those who who are not believers. That's why, saints, can I tell you this? This is why when I pray for my lost friends and families, when I pray for those who are lost, I pray for the Holy Spirit to be para alongside them. I pray for the Holy Spirit to bring conviction in their hearts. The Holy Spirit could lead them to the cross. That is a specific, direct prayer. Knowing how the Holy Spirit works, and when you have that in mind, your prayer could be more effective. It's not just praying for those to be saved. Praying for them to be convicted. That's the only way one can have a repentant heart by being convicted. And so we remember when Jesus said to his disciples, and, and we see two of these uh, Greek prepositions in this one verse, in John chapter 14, verse 17. John chapter 14, verse 17, Jesus says, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Remember, the world cannot receive it. Only those that receive Christ. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells, para, with you. But then Jesus goes on to say, and will be in you. He dwells with you. The Holy Spirit was with the disciples. But the Holy Spirit wasn't in the disciples yet because Christ had to be crucified and glorified. And it wasn't yet till the Holy Spirit was in them. The Holy Spirit was para, P-A-R-A. And so that takes us to the next Greek preposition of the word en. We know as I-N, but in the Greek is E-N. The Holy Spirit is going to be E-N in you. And once we accept Christ as Lord and personal Savior, that's exactly what takes place. The next work in ministry of the Holy Spirit, he dwells in us, E-N. Jesus said that he will be E-N in you. When did this take place? When did the Holy Spirit enter in the believers? It had to happen after Christ was crucified. Remember when Jesus was crucified. Remember when he appeared to the disciples in the upper room. The disciples were frightened. They were scared for their life. And all of a sudden, Jesus with his glorified body, windows closed and boarded up, and doors, Jesus, poof, there he is. Here I am. That's a glorified body, by the way, that you and I will have. That would be nice. We don't need doors and windows. Jesus appeared to them. And what happened when Jesus appeared to him? It says in John chapter 20, verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. When Jesus breathed on them, they received the Holy Spirit deep within. In. Now, you, you continue on with that study. You find out, well, what, what happened to the disciples? They start uh, speaking in tongues. They started jumping around, all this stuff. No, they didn't do that. You know what Peter said? Hey, I want to go fishing. You guys want to go fishing? And that's what happens. Sometimes when you give your life to the Lord, you know, you may feel a little something. Sometimes it just takes a while. It takes a while. It sometimes will take days until it really hits you. So you know what? I, I, I used to do these things, but I remember when I gave my life to the Lord like a week ago, a month ago, and all of a sudden, I don't feel the desire to do that anymore. I knew a pastor before he gave his life to the Lord. He shared his testimony, how he gave his life to the Lord. And he used to smoke marijuana out in California and just play bongos with the rest of his friends, just hang out there by the beach. He gave his life to the Lord last week, and everybody was smoking. All of a sudden, he didn't have a desire anymore. He had no desire hanging out with his friends in the world. He had more of a desire now all of a sudden because the Holy Spirit started working in us. Sometimes we don't see it. The same way you take vitamins. You take vitamins, you don't see it for a while, but if you start taking it, start eating healthy, you see the results later on. And that's exactly what happened. The Holy Spirit was para, and then it was in. And then the very next thing, after Jesus ascended to heaven, 
He left words with the disciples. He says, tarry in Jerusalem, wait into Jerusalem until the promise come. The Holy Spirit was with them. The Holy Spirit entered them when Jesus breathed on them. But in order for the birth of the church had to take place for the church to move and grow, the Holy Spirit had to be upon them. And so that's the, the third Greek preposition. We get the word epi, E-P-I, which means upon, upon you. And so we see that uh, when Jesus told him, wait for the promise, Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, but you shall receive power. Deutimus is the Greek word. We get the word dynamite. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Upon you. That word upon you is epi. And you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They couldn't do that without the powering of the Holy Spirit, you see. And so many of us, we, we, we've been convicted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been power, power with us. And we have received the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is E-N in us. The question is, have the Holy Spirit been upon you epi for service? And I think that's where a lot of Christians are hurting. They're not relying on the Holy Spirit. A lot of churches are hurting because they're not relying on the Holy Spirit. They're relying on man's ways. We rely on man's ways, but we don't rely on the Holy Spirit. Everything's done in the flesh. Everything's done according to the way the world does it. So let's have all these methods. And nothing works because it's not done in the Spirit. It's done in the flesh. I love what Chuck Smith used to say. He said, if things are done in the, either out of inspiration through the Holy Spirit or perspiration through man... Spirit, it smells good. Perspiration stinks. And so that's the way it has to be done. That's the way God works. He doesn't do it man's way. He does it God's way. And so the power of the Holy Spirit is upon you. And you know, let me tell you something, saints. We are so blessed that God the Father, through his son Jesus Christ, has given us the Holy Spirit. I don't know what you think of the Holy Spirit as a believer in Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's like a third stepchild for many of us. I've been there. I've been guilty of it too. I mean, the Holy Spirit would not testify himself. Jesus said that. He said the Holy Spirit would not testify himself. He would testify of me. So you go to a church, it's a Holy Ghost church, Holy Ghost church, Holy Ghost church, and they don't mention about Jesus more the Holy Ghost, then you're in the wrong church because the Holy Spirit don't testify of itself. And that's why they get into unbiblical practices. But we're so blessed to have the Holy Spirit with us and upon us for service. It's just a matter of asking. We have this marvelous third person of the Holy Spirit. Now, now that we understand the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we continue our study. I think it'll help us now. In verses 9 through 11, again, Paul has showed us the Holy Spirit is in us. He dwells in us. Now, in verses 12 to 17, the Holy Spirit is going to have us. And so we have the Holy Spirit. We have him, the Holy Spirit, in us. But now... Paul is sharing that we need to have the Holy Spirit have us. Have us so we could do the will of the Father. Let's look at verse 12. He says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. There is a debt that is owed, but it is not to your flesh. No longer. You and I owe nothing to the flesh. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The flesh has nothing but old and evil, corrupt nature. The flesh has been killing us day by day. The flesh has given us nothing good. And so we have no obligation to the flesh. And since we have no obligation to the flesh, we do not have to live according to the flesh. No longer. Do we sin as Christians? Absolutely. We blow it all the time. 
But the thing is, we don't practice sin. That is the study that we had a few Sundays ago. We don't practice sin. We have no obligation to the flesh. We do not have to live according to the flesh. Paul said in chapter 6, in Romans chapter 6, verse 14, he said, For sin shall not have dominion, and that's a military term to have control, it did not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You're not under the law. You're under grace through Jesus Christ. And so there is no obligation, has no, sin has no dominion, has no power over you, so there is no obligation. But that debt, our obligation, our debt is owed to one, one who has already paid the full price of what we owe, one who paid the price for us. We owe that debt. But guess what? We owe Christ everything because he paid for our debt on the cross, the complete work. We owe nothing because he paid everything on the cross. It's owed to the one who's paid the price in full for us. It's owed to one who has done the complete work of salvation in his name, Jesus Christ. He is my God, not my flesh. The flesh is not my God. God is my God. And so I owe it all to him. My obligation is to Christ and Christ alone. He said, for if, verse 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Very simple. How you want to live. Where, where does living according to the flesh all begins? We studied this last week. It all starts with a thought. That's why Paul said, take every thought captive. The one thing we neglect to clean is like the back of refrigerator is our minds. We should entertain thoughts. Paul said, take every thought captive because from the thought begins an action. After an action becomes a habit. After a habit begins a character. After a character is destiny. It all starts with a thought. And we think that God cannot, you know, know what we're thinking about. He knows everything we think about. And so those images and those thoughts, you know, Paul tells us the things to ponder in Philippians, things that are uh, noble, things that are good, things that are praiseworthy, meditate on these things. But he has said the things that are not of God, you know, take every thought captive. Don't entertain it. And that's where it all begins. It begins with a thought. Back, back up in verses 5 and 6, Paul said in Romans chapter 8, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. Listen, saints, living for your flesh will kill you. It would kill you. It would either destroy your relationship with God to a point where you backslide. And hopefully you don't get to that point. It's okay to backslide because you could slide forward. (laughs) But it will kill you. You will die. And so you need to put to death. You need to kill it before it kills you. And the verse that's, uh, that's worthy of repeating, we've repeated throughout our study in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. When you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, and when you live by the Spirit, you will live. Put it to death. Don't let it have dominion over you anymore. 
Again, the awesome thing about God is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never let you be alone. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. We don't have to fight the flesh alone. We don't have to fight the world and the cares, the things. We have the Holy Spirit with us. He's there to encourage us, to enable, but we never allow him. We want to do it on our own. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. You see, for all of us here who have accepted Christ as Lord and personal Savior, for all of us here who are believers in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit, E-N, in us. It was alongside of us, power. It was in us. However, for some of us, we never allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to have us, to be upon us, epi. It's guaranteed. Once you accept Christ, it's automatic that you get the Holy Spirit. There's never, ever, ever, will, will there ever be someone who accepted Christ and said, oh, I forgot to give you the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen. It's automatic. You allow God into your heart, and when you allow Christ into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes with it. But we never allow the Holy Spirit to be upon us. Never allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. We have the Holy Spirit, but somehow we have trouble in allowing the Holy Spirit to have us, to guide us, to lead us. You know, you probably ask yourself this question. Are you finding it hard to deal with the flesh? Are you finding it hard to deal with struggles? Are you finding it hard? Well then, allow the Holy Spirit to have you, to be upon you, to lead you. We know the Holy Spirit's in us. We need allow the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, you allow the Holy Spirit to be upon you, to have you. He's in you, but let him have you, to lead you. And I promise that your experience, I promise that your experience, you will experience greater victories over the flesh. Saints, don't miss out. Don't miss out. We're missing out because it says here in verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. This what shows the world that you are of the Lord. They may hate you because they hate Christ. They hate Christians. <laughs> and even with this administration, it doesn't matter. You know, we're still going to be hated. This is not, this world is, is controlled by the prince of the air, saying himself. There is a battle. But those that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You are children of God. You are sons and daughters of God. You belong to God's family. You're led by the spirit of God. Who are the sons and daughters of God's children? As many that are led by the spirit of God. The children a child of God are the ones that are not of the flesh. We're not of the flesh because we don't live according to the flesh, but we live according to the spirit. And so when you hear, you know, thinking about this, being a child of God, when you hear people, and it's sad that some Christians don't understand this either, but when you hear people say that we're all God's children, you ever hear that phrase? We're all God's children. Know that that's a lie. And I'm going to prove it to you in scripture here. That's a lie. We're not all God's children. It's not biblical. We're all God's creation. Yes, out of the rib of Adam. Yes, we're all God's creation. But out of the rib of Christ through the cross, only those that accepted Christ are children, a child of God. And that separates it. We'll see that 
unfold as we continue our study. Back in, in verse 9 of chapter 8, what did Paul say? If anyone, Romans chapter 8, verse 9, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Did I make that up? No, it's biblical. He is not his. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So there are two people in the world. Yes, we've all been created, but there's two. Those that are of the spirit of Christ that belong to him, and those that are not. The ones that rejected Christ do not belong to him. And here in verse 14, for as many as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit is leading us. The Holy Spirit is guiding us, is directing every aspect of our lives, whether it's in our relationship with our spouse, whether it's at, at work, raising up our children. The Holy Spirit is guiding and leading us every aspect of our life because we are allowing the Holy Spirit to have us, to be upon us, epi. Those who rejected God and his son, Jesus Christ, are not led by the Holy Spirit, but what, what they're led by, the flesh. There is no Holy Spirit upon them. The Holy Spirit is not in them. So if the Holy Spirit is not in them, it's not going to be upon them. And we know the Holy Spirit is being alongside them, telling them, listen, you keep crashing into walls. There's one that could lead you to eternal life. However, here's the good news. The good news for those who have not accepted Christ as Lord and personal Savior. For those who are not children of God, the good news is that you still can, there's an opportunity while there's, there's, uh, uh, your spirit is in your flesh. You can be part of the family of God. You could be sons and daughters of God. Then dying to the flesh and accepting Christ as Lord and personal Savior. There are many here who have done the very, that very same thing. So you too can have eternal life. In verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We cry out, Abba, Father. As children of God, we don't need to fear God as a, one who is a slave to the law, one who is a slave to his master. We don't have that fear. No more. We've been set free. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. You see, those who are living under the law like slaves who are bossed around by their master is shadowed by the fear of punishment because if they can't fulfill the law, if they break the law, there is a fear of punishment. Consequences. We don't have that fear. We don't have that fear. We've been set free. We're not in bondage of the sin. We're not a slave to the law. We've been set free. But we, children of God, did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have what? Received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We receive God's spirit. We are adopted into his family. I'm We're so glad you joined us today for Running the Race. Pastor Eddie Pinero has been walking through the Book of Romans with us, teaching us the truth and values found in its pages. As we continue to learn along with the recipients of Paul's letter, we'll find that the gospel message is present and practical for everyday life. If you've been touched by today's teaching and would like to listen again, you can find it on runningtheraceradio.com. We also encourage you to subscribe to the Running the Race podcast. When you do, you'll have access to the latest teachings as soon as they're made available. 
You can also connect with us on social media. Like our Facebook page to join the conversation and add some encouragement to your newsfeed. Before our time with you today comes to an end, we'd like to take a moment and tell you how you can partner with us here at Running the Race. With more, here's Tracy. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that running the race is missionary work? It is. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting running the race. Go to runningtheraceradio.com and click on the Give option in the main menu. Thanks, Tracy. That website one more time is runningtheraceradio.com. Thanks again for joining us today. Join us again for another insightful edition of Running the Race.